love you. Well, howdy doody, little gentlemen and little ladies and all y'all gentle folk out there. We have a very wonderful episode for you here today. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a, um, it, it, we're actually starting a new playlist. It's the Disney live action <laughs> playlist. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I was going to make that joke much later, but no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it became true. That was the weird part about it. But uh, before we get there, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV. And um, yeah, we're jumping in on the Disney train. In our Nick Cage playlist, uh, we're right. talking the Sorcerer's, yeah, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, yeah, the, the, the joke being, obviously we're still in the Nick Cage playlist, so happy to have you back. Um, this is a 2010 Nick Cage film. This is one I hadn't seen before, and I had I completely written I... it off because, yeah, I had oh. I had definitely not seen it, but like... Uh, but around this time, I don't remember when the switch happened between my childhood and my adult life, but there was, there was a period of my time where I was like, no, Nick Cage is a joke. Like, yeah, you know, I, I had that period too. And I yeah. mean, I think it's still kind of half there, but it's not for me. It's not for me because I've, I've come to actually recognize his skill, his talent. Yeah. I have because to- I mean, he, he is a very talented fan. Like, you know, you, uh, I said fan. He is a very talented man. Um, because it's like, you know, you can make fun of him. Not you specifically, but anybody yeah. out there can make fun of him. They can make fun of his work. They can say that he's, you know, way too chaotic and crazy of an actor. But at the same time, he's literally delivering what directors always want from him. He is, he is always going hard on you know, exactly what they desire that most often they tell him, we want crazy cage. We want these mm-hmm. like crazy outbursts and everything. And the man fucking delivers. Like yeah, I, I've true. watched a lot of, I haven't been able to see the new movie, the uh, unbearable weight of mass of talent. I didn't go to see it in theaters. I was going to do it this weekend. Cause I watched Dr. Strange early. Um, I'll hold off my green traveler or my green ketchup review on Dr. Strange until we actually have uh, another, you know, a, a Thursday okay. episode. I will say for those out there who are wondering still whether they should go see Dr. Strange into the multiverse of madness. Um, it's good, but it is not like universe. It's not like the Spider-Man films or like the Avengers films or like those, those big Marvel films. You know, it's like if you want just another superhero film, Go ahead and go see Doctor Strange, uh, two. But if you if you're if you're wanting it to be this like huge big spectacle, you'll probably be disappointed. So just wait until it's in you know on Disney Plus or something. Um, so that's all I'll say about it. I'll hold off my actual thoughts on it until okay. you know and you know because I'd already seen Doctor Strange on opening day, which was wild. I, I was like, I'm going to go see uh, Unbearable Weight of Mass Italian, Nick Cage's new film. I was going to go see that and have that as a, a lead into a, a, our Nick Cage playlist. Sadly, it's already out of the theaters close to us. So, that was oh, really sad. Is? I really wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah. They, are, they only had it for like one or t- one week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been big in this town. I thought it would have been big. Right? Yeah, something. Given Given the meme culture here... Yeah, yeah, it's a very big college town kind of thing. 
Um, but I watched an interview though, where he was talking about the performance they asked of him, uh, in this film, because he's playing himself in the unbearable way to mass talent. If you don't know, he's playing himself. Yeah. But, um, and, and the fact that he was playing himself, which is like an actor's worst nightmare, uh, he was constantly telling the director who was a huge Nick Cage fan. He was just like, you want me to play myself? I'm not like this. Yeah. I'm not crazy chaotic. I'm, a, I'm not the I'm guy a they human see. human being. You know that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. He's just like, you do realize that when I get off work, I typically go home and have like a nice quiet day at home. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, have like a beer, you know, watch some TV, <laughs> try not to watch some TV cocaine. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's funny though, because like, yeah, I, I never thought about that. You know, when you do think of Nick Cage, you do think, the crazy you performances think, yeah. you always see. Yeah. The bees! <laughs> the bees! Oh, my eyes! <laughs> but no, it's, it's, he's, he's not like that in his real world. So it's, it's recognizing that I'm more in tune with seeing him as an actual good actor. You know, yeah. I mean, again, he's always been a good actor. I just kind of thought he was a bit of a joke. But now I'm just like, no, he is, he is actually like a really skilled and like he, he has, he has some really great, some really great movies and it's some really joke movies. A lot of actors do. Right. This um, is true. He's, he was, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of roles that he has where he was working, but to be fair, the rest of the crew feel like that they're just there to work. It's just their job. The rest of the cast <laughs> right. that is. And it could be the working environment, you know, like it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really rough, uh, uh you know, <laughs> TV sets, uh, excuse me, movie yeah, sets. Yeah. There's also some directors who are also just there to make a paycheck who do not care about their project and they'll just take the first clean cut. They, they don't yeah, care exactly. if it's good. That's Clint Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood for you. I mean, okay. I've 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 had arguments with people recently about Clint Eastwood, and the man is a one. Literally, he is a one take director. He has had many actors who were like, once they finished a take, they were like, okay, all right, I'm feeling it now. I'm ready. And he's like, what do you mean you're ready? That was good. We're going again. We're going on the next one. And she's like, wait, we're not doing that take over again, Clint. Come on, like that was that was me warming up, and it's yeah. like. No, we're moving on to the next scene. It's like I I can't stand that. I don't like I don't like Eastwood's style of directing. Has he made good movies? Sure, but yeah, but they're not I all winners. I, I mean, we yeah, you gotta exactly. Be yeah, but like th- when this movie came out, when The Sorcerer's Apprentice came out back in 2010, I was just about to you know I hadn't graduated high school. I was still in high school, and junior. I was starting to think. Yeah, I think I was a junior, and I was starting to think. Yeah, this man is uh this man's a not for me anymore. I'm not going to go out and see this movie because it's going to flop hard. And <laughs> having watched it now, one, I didn't realize the cast that was in this. There is a yeah. great cast involved. Yeah, there is. <laughs> like, surprisingly so. Like, and but then also, like, again, it got mixed reviews. Not a lot of people liked it, but having watched it, I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of fun. Like, yeah, I I was not... really expecting a bummer as well, and then I was like, yeah. you know what? Disney went for it in this movie, and you know, so it didn't take off, but it was yeah. still a good movie. Like, it kind of reminded me of um, 
uh, Great Mouse Detective a little bit because like that was a fun movie. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different one that did not do well at the box office. Black Cauldron, maybe. Maybe the Black Cauldron. It was one of the dark ones. And mm. I'm thinking, I am thinking of the Black Cauldron because for one, that does not feel like a Disney movie. This feels more no, like a doesn't. Disney movie than that movie does. <laughs> well, I mean, surprisingly, I mean, kind of, it, it took a while to feel like a Disney movie. Was this directed by Brockheimer? No. Okay. It's not. Yes, no. it was. It was It was produced. Sorry, it was produced by Brockheimer. It was directed by John Turtletop, who did the fucking National Treasure movies. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even realize that. And, I, and I'm guessing this is where they uh, pulled Cage from for that, too. Or maybe they got him on Probably. some kind of, like, six-year contract or s- something like that. Probably more like a, like a three-movie, four-movie contract. You know, it's right. like, hey, will you do four movies for Disney? And it's like, eh, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Excuse like, uh, me. Uh, but but it, felt, it has that Brockheimer feel. It does feel sure. like a very... I mean, it's not it's not to the level of the pirates films. No, n- don't don't get me wrong, but it has that that energy that that level of like we're not we're not wasting time. We're telling a fucking story here. Let's right. get to it. Let's get to it. Except for we're gonna wait for ten years. So, <laughs> and we're also gonna wait for like you know a, a thousand years. Yeah, I mean, no, sorry, shit. not a thousand. That, a no, it was a thousand. Yeah, because at least they were yeah. way back in yeah. King Arthur days when the, uh, when the yeah, movie starts might out. Be, yeah, we'll say that that was around the year 1000. Why not? It was, I guess, it's suppo- probably before. It was supposed to, supposedly mythical time pocket that exists between the time that the Romans were in the British Isles and, you know, the rest of history. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's when this movie starts. It starts off with I think it's voiceover. I can't remember. Maybe it was just an intro scene. But you have Merlin. You have magic is real. Damn it, magic is real. I think there was narration. And you have Merlin, sorcerer supreme. Yeah, I think it was narration. It was very. I can't remember though. But you had Merlin. He is he's sorcerer supreme. They don't call him that. And they have sorcerer supreme in the background. His apprentice. Was it Tilda? (laughs) No, no. Oh, okay. I was just joking. I was joking, making a. I was continuing Doctor Strange joke. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I see what you're saying. She was an apprentice in Doctor Strange. She was a master. <laughs> yes, I understand. But I was saying they are Merlin's apprentice. But we're past. Gotcha, that gotcha. Well, Merlin does have apprentices in this. Yes, though. He he's does. got three. Yes. He's got Balthazar, who I think is Cage, right? Yes, that Balthazar. is. Yeah, Balthazar, who is a uh, uh, hilariously okay, like. Here's the joke. The, the joke I made earlier was that it was a live action remake. Right. And it's because way back in the Fantasia days, you know, there's that short, uh, in the movie Fantasia, that is, there was that short segment called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, where Mickey brings right. the brooms to life and cleans, cleans, uh, I forget what was what the, the piece of music. Uh, Yin Sid. Yin Sid. Disney backward, that's right. Um, he, yeah, he cleans Yin Sid's, uh, place. And I, I thought when I was going into this, I was like, ha ha, this is going to be a source of like, I'll make this joke and I'll seem funny. Ha ha ha. No, there's literally a scene where the main character uh, in, in Sorcerer's Apprentice, the movie, <laughs> brings brings brooms to life to clean up his lab. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, it is a yeah. live action remake. Yeah. And Balthazar himself actually is, uh, I just saw, based on Yensid from Fantasia. 
which is hilarious. That so, so Balthazar is that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So Nick that Cage's would make character. Jay Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who brings the brooms to life. That's um, right. But yeah, does. you have the three. That, yeah, man, the three that is yeah. a spoiler, by the way, because I had no idea that was going to be in the movie. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. A spo- it's a small spoiler. It's yes, a fun. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a spoiler a of a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a joke. But you have the three. Yeah, you have the three apprentices. You have Balthazar Blake, Nick Cage, as we said. You had Maxim Horvath, who was the big surprise for me. I did not realize he was going to be in this movie. Alfred Molina, fucking Doctor Octopus from Spider Man Two. Uh, one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah, I love, I love Alfred great. Molina. He is such a fun, such a fun performance, and he he, he works so weirdly well with Nick Cage. Yeah, like they, they are good rivals. Yeah, well, not even, not only just good rivals, but like also like there's still friendship there. Right. It's it's so destroyed. Like they can never consider themselves friends and are out to kill each other. But like, you can tell that they were best friends at one point. It's right. really and weird. They've also lived like the millennia together, um, fighting yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Eventually though, Balthazar does get him captured in the, what the fuck's it? Um, yeah. The, the weird, uh, the, the nesting doll. What are the nest? Yeah. I was going to say, what are those called? Patriotchka? I don't know, but they, they, the name that they used, I don't know what it is. Matryoshka. I wanted Matryoshka to just say dolls. that I look, I wanted to look up what the name of the music was for the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Do you want to guess mm. what it is? What? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then the other the other apprentice uh, of Merlin's um, just completely fucking the whole uh, Arthur story lineup was Morgan Morgan Le Fay, uh, who do they even who's the actress that Alice Krieg, um, Alice Krieg plays Morgana Le Fay, but she immediately gets switched with uh, like in that opening scene she gets switched with somebody else what. Uh, Veronica. I'm trying to search through the cast list here. Veronica Gorloison. Veronica Mars, uh, played by Kristen Bell. <laughs> played by Monica Bellucci. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Veronica Mars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. We have uh, Monica Bellucci's the other apprentice, and none of the, she doesn't really matter until no. the third act. Sadly, no, she's because um, that's a, a a disappeared love interest. She's uh, yeah. Uh, Balthazar is acting like a widower. Uh, yeah, for yeah. Her because what this millennia? Yeah, what happened years. was uh, there was a there was a rift between the the you know between Merlin and his apprentices where Balthazar was for Merlin but Morgana and uh Horvath? Maxim oh yeah Horvath thank you that's going to be an easy one to remember Horvath not Maxim Horvath um yeah Morgana and Horvath they were like they evil split you know they were like no we can we can take the power for ourselves and rule this world because that's what you do when you're evil, damn yes, it. Yes, of course. And so they, they attack Merlin. I think they kill Merlin. I can't remember. Um, but then uh, when... Yeah, he dies anyways. Yeah. 
and Veronica and Balthazar, they're fighting the Morganians, which is what they end up calling yeah. <laughs> uh, Morgana and her followers, the Morganians. Oh, but uh, And they're fighting them. They have to look at the same time for the prime Merlidian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's later. That's later. Like now, though, when they take down uh, when they take down Merlin, um, you know, Balthazar and Veronica are fighting back. And Veronica uh, has like the only the only option left to her at the end, like at, at the end of this big battle, is to absorb Morgana into herself, and then Balthazar was gonna enclose her in one of those little nesting dolls, and that's what he does, and he carries that nesting doll around, protecting it for what a thousand some years, while searching, as you mentioned, for the prime Merlinian, the person who would inherit Merlin's power. And literally all that means is that if, if you've watched Doctor Strange, um, when you perform magic, you have to have that little ring on your hand yes, you that helps you, helps you channel. Yep. And all it's the same thing in this. All the sorcerers, they have to have that little ring to help them channel. Uh, but the Prime Merlinian will learn how to do magic without the need of that ring. Oh, okay. See, I missed that distinction. I thought that like you need the ring was for training. And then after you get used to using magic, you can tap into it. But you're saying it's just him. There was there was one line I believe where they said that where where it's just like uh, they're like the Prime Merlinian will be able to control magic without needing a channel thing. I see. And I was just like, oh, gotcha, cool. And arcane then once, focus like, you know, around the- is what it's called. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> you D and D nerd. <laughs> you know, like in the third act, when he, when, when the Prime Merlinian, played by Jay Burrishell, who, with the amazing sorcerer Dave. name of Dave, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <laughs> but yeah, when he, when he, he later the spoilers, he loses the ring, and you know, once he loses the ring, I'm like, all right, here's his moment. He's gonna learn how to channel without it. Yeah. You know, you gotta have that in these kind of films. But, yeah, they jump forward a thousand years to Dave, who, as a very young boy, enters Balthazar's magic shop. Yeah. Accidentally unleashes. What you going to do when you're a thousand-year-old sorcerer and uh, the modern age happens? I mean. Yeah. You got to hide in plain sight. That's what you do. That's what you do. Well, I guess it's not. I mean, I can't remember what it's called. What his shop? I wonder if I can find the name for it here. Um. Oh fuck! It was that. It was so good. I forgot. It's no. Yeah. Oh well. It's not mentioned in here. Oh, I did find what. Uh, the nesting dolls are called the Grimhold. That's what it was. The Grimhold. Yeah. There we go. Grimhold with a D Hold. at the end. Okay, because Grimhold yeah. is a little bit different. <laughs> it's your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he the young boy, young boy Dave uh, played. I don't even know if I have. Yeah, Jake Cherry. Jake Cherry plays young Dave. Uh, he goes into Balthazar's shop. Balthazar's acting weird and just like, ooh, this you know this kid's found me. You know, he's like, well, lo and behold, the Prime Marine walks into my fucking shop. That's amazing. And he's like, I'm going to give you your first, like, spell. You know, he's like, I'm going to go get the little book. I'm going to give that to you. You know, you're going to you're gonna start learning. You're going to start training under me. Uh, while he walks away, young Dave releases Maxim Horvath. And uh, and Horvath comes out in, like, the best fucking costume. So, like, that's one thing I want to applaud this film on. Yeah. The costume design is wonderful. I, I love like the costumes the in this. Yeah. Like, they're, they're simple, but they're fun. 
Alfred's costume, man. It is so good. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like it's the 19 teens. I feel like is what it's going for, but like a really rich person in a cold. That's good because I was thinking late 1800s rich person. So yeah, yeah. The cut. It's a fur coat. It's got a little hat. You know, he's got this like uh, uh, slimming goatee kind of thing. Like he looks great. I love it. Amazing. And I mean, even even Balthazar's got a great fucking outfit. Like Balthazar is my favorite outfit because he's got like this uh, duster jacket, like black leather kind of thing. He's got. It's got that what uh, I, I I keep calling it like the Witcher hat. I mean, it's not a Witcher hat, but like uh, um, a wide brim hat. Anyways, uh, it it is yeah. a fedora type. I feel like. Let me. Let what's me that? What's that one character? That. Um, you and uh, you and Ronvald love that one character. What's his name? I mean, you're kind of based. Your name is based off of him. Uh, no, it's not. It's Dresden. That's his name. Dresden. It kind of has a Dresden look to it. Oh, does it? I've only seen the live-action version, and he very much does not wear a hat. Well, if you look up the the book covers for Dre- gotcha. the Dresden book series, uh, Dresden by, by Jim Butcher, that is, um, the Dresden Files, yeah, it's very much that image. If, if you want to Google that, you'll get an immediate idea of what Nick Cage's uh, outfit looks like in, in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it's, it's great. I love it. Um... But yeah, once he releases uh, uh, Horvath, Balthazar and Horvath have this great sorcerer's battle. The kid freaking out, uh, he he spills some water on himself, like a, a vat, like a he drops like a cylinder or whatever. But it looks like he pissed his pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he he's he, you know Balthazar to save the kid to save the Prime Millennium. You know he's like run and he he traps himself and Alfred Molina in this giant like urn kind of thing yeah. it's like it's it's a yeah and so you, you cut forward 10 years to where young dave grows into jay baruchel which is fucking hilarious to me because i thought jay baruchel had only done stoner comedies i did not realize this was him uh i'm jay <laughs> uh i'm here to audition for dave and uh dave. uh yeah uh i am best so friends weird. with seth rogan and it's so weird man <laughs> like literally all i know this guy from is knocked up and uh this is the end is that yeah, it yeah yeah okay he, he does have a couple other movies without seth rogan in it is yeah but i only actually oh, know about he? she's out of your league was he in pineapple express i might have been it was a small on, role if he was. Uh, he was in 40-Year-Old Virgin, though. I don't know if he said that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He wasn't that. I forgot about that. Oh, he's the voice of Hiccup in, uh, Hiccup in How to Train Your Dragon. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. I hear it. He's yeah. good for a voice actor for that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I do love I you, Jay. I'm sorry if my impersonation yeah. of you made it seem otherwise. <laughs> he's such a he, he is a good uh he has good comedic delivery yes. for yeah, uh I especially for stoner comedies he's he's got and this like, like anxious humor about him and i think that yeah. makes it so that i uh admire it, it even more <laughs> yeah he's also very self-deprecating especially in bit, this film yeah. like uh uh dave is dave is constantly like why would this hot girl 
uh, played by um, <laughs> Teresa Palmer, yes. Becky. And he's like, why would Becky like me? Because, you know, she's this beautiful woman and and I'm just this nerdy science guy. I've known and, like, her. Like, no, no confidence in himself. I've known her since I was 12. And now she's a student in my class because I'm a super smart physics wizard before I became a real wizard. Right. <laughs> and the, and after after having that pissing his pants and running out of the, the magic shop thing, I mean, he didn't actually piss his pants, but everybody thought he did. Yeah. And they made fun of him very hardcore. He had to and, move. you know, com- well, he, he was like, he had like a breakdown as a kid. Yeah. Because, you know, he saw magic. He saw these two people having a literal sorcerer's, sorcerer's battle right in front of him, and nobody believed him. I mean, why would you? Why would no, you believe this I young boy? Believe him. Fuck that kid. No. So, he, yeah, it, it, it really kind of fucked his life up. But now he's in college. Now he's, uh, I think he's in physics. I can't remember what he's doing. Uh, physics, it seems right? Like, yeah, yeah I I, it seems like he is teaching. I don't think he's a professor, but I think he's a grad student already. He's like, yeah. he's very advanced for his age. I mean, he's building his own fucking Tesla coils. His whole yeah. lab is set up to, to do the, like, Tesla coil experiments. And, you know, that's uh, when he meets Becky, you know, they, they start kind of brewing a little bit of, you know, she's, you know, Becky is, like most women, not just attracted by, you know, if you're a cool guy, yeah. you know, if you're a frat guy. Yeah. No, she's she's actually attracted to people who are people. <laughs> and and when Jay's bumbling and being kind of awkward, you know, she, she's just like, oh, this guy is so kind of, he's kind of cute. Right. And, you know, he's bumbling and weird. And, you know, she she's... Uh, they don't, they don't go on a date, right? She's, uh, he walks her to the radio station, I think, um, after the, after that class Maybe. where she works, she works at the radio station. It might've been directly after, or they bumped into each other again. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But, but he, you know, he listens to her music and, uh, cause she's, she's like the DJ. And so he listens to the radio when he's working on his Tesla coils and he's just like, it, it kind of connects for him. He's just like, oh, you know, I, I have this huge crush on this girl and, you know, I'm listening to this music I never listened to because I'm so focused on my physics, my work. And then he, he kind of compares those and it helps him, you know, kind of move beyond his own hurdles. The only problem is Balthazar comes back into his life because yep. after 10 years of being stuck in the urn, your the soul that is trapped in there is released. Yep. And it's a hilarious scene because the urn was in somebody's house. Somebody had bought the urn and the the thing releases and the owners of the urn are just like looking at Balthazar and Horvath when they it, come it, it out. It was just Horvath. Uh, this might it be was a, just Horvath uh, first. Yeah. 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 And he's like, yeah, my and first. And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's like, well, the, that's the, the wife yes. just faints. Yes, that's the right. The wife just faints immediately and the dad's just like Whoa. I say dad and wife that's weird um, but yeah there wasn't any children as I recall <laughs> no no it was just husband and wife it was a, probably a Freudian thing don't look into it everybody I'm sorry but <laughs> but then Balthazar comes out immediately goes to find the, the prime Rolinian uh, Dave <laughs> Uh, Dave. <laughs> and he and he starts to train Dave. He he starts to be like, no, this shit's gonna happen. Balthazar's gonna try to release Morgana Le Fay. You have to learn how to be just just yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but Balthazar's like, you have to you know learn sorcery so that we can stop this. And 
you know, from there it just becomes a hilarious kind of like uh, back and yeah. forth between Dave trying to learn sorcery, but at the same time trying to be Dave, trying to have this romantic life yeah. that he has just uh, entered into. He's like, no, I finally got the girl. I want to explore this. I want to be in love. And Balthazar, who trapped his love in an in a <laughs> uh, the Grimhold in the nesting doll because she had absorbed the ultimate evil, you know, he was just like, you know what? I can't stop this kid from from loving, even though he kind of wants yeah. to. You know, he's like, yeah. love is a distraction. You can't do this, right? Yeah, but so he that's, didn't that's want to turn him into a Mor- Morganian. You know, exactly. And that's yeah. how you get Morganian, and, just like and that's Drake Stone. Played by Toby <laughs> Kebble. Um, yes. He is a um, a street magician, a performing magician's magician who uses some real magic to enhance his performance. And yeah. when Horvath gets released, he goes out and finds him and he's like, what the fuck, man? You are a disgrace. <laughs> a disgrace to the name of Morgan Le Fay. And he's like, listen, dude. I had an, I had a teacher for one year and then he died. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that's, the best that's kind I of the, There's other Morganians too, and like you don't really get any interaction with them. Like the the they only show two others, and and it's only when this Alfred Molina like absorbs their power. So it's like you get that feeling that yes, while this this tradition is still alive, while there are still Morganians out there, like as you said, like as as Drake Stone is. They don't really know what they're doing anymore. The magic's right. kind of lost, right? And so it's you know it's it's kind of I like the little backstories and buildups and everything, but I mean that that is really just the story. I won't I won't spoil what happens after right. you know the there, what we just laid out. There is one other character I would like to mention from the Grimhold, and that's uh, Sun Look. And uh, oh yeah. yeah, he is a uh, I, I would guess Chinese sorcerer played by Gregory Wu, and uh, there's some cool um, mix with uh, like they use some martial arts stylings to make his yeah uh, character's magic different, and it, I really appreciated it. Uh, that that scene too. was a lot of fun, especially when they involve. Uh, they're in like a Chinatown type area and there's a festival going on mm-hmm. and he uh, possesses the dragon that has like 60 people <laughs> under it. It's a great scene. I think right. that's probably the best. Scene. My favorite scene was that. It was it was really fun. And like, I was honestly surprised by the CGI in this. Yeah. Like, I was expecting some pretty crappy CGI, but it's it's really passable it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good i mean disney did pay four billion dollars to buy star wars so <laughs> i mean the, right. if anybody has the money it's disney to throw true but i'm, I'm looking right now the budget of this was just 150 million dollars wow. which i know that i know that sounds ridiculous to some people like jesus 150 million dollars that's like you know sticks and stones to a fucking movie yeah like i mean so for like, a it's, big it's, for uh yeah, like for a big company movie, that's not that much, especially when it is effects heavy. But if you think about it, a lot of what they did was lightning bolts. 
lightning bolts. They had the little plasma uh, plasma blasts. Yeah, and, and, and like um, swirling yeah. smoke and stuff like that. That's mostly what yeah, they used. some fire. But the blending, fire whoever did then. the animation, did a really good job of blending it with the real world. Yeah, and that's not easy to do, especially the farther uh, back in uh, its inception you go. Beside the the one clear objection to the rule is Jurassic Park because they nailed it in one. What can you say? Right. <laughs> right. No, I, I I don't know. Like I uh, I mean, when it comes to this film, like I I really kind of like I enjoyed the 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 actors having fun. Like it was very clear that it seemed like the actors were having a lot of fun with what they, they were doing. Yeah, the chemistry was pretty decent from everybody. Like, um, like even Jay Baruchel, like I kind of thought that he would probably be like a little undertone in comparison to like Nick Cage and Alfred Molina. No, he works really no. well with them. No, you know, you, you get a so really too. good like I'm the student kind of vibe, and like uh, I, don't know, I guess I'm going into closing statements, even no, though it's, fine. Uh, um, but like I mean, like is it a good movie? I mean, okay, is it a great movie? No. Is it a good movie with a good message? Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, sure. it's it's fun enough. I don't remember what and the it's, message it's te- was, but... <laughs> believe in yourself. Oh, That's okay, yeah, you yeah, okay, yeah, Cause, okay. Because, I mean, I Jay literally that. throughout the entire film has no faith in himself. He's constantly sure. like, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough to do that. I can't do what you do. What are you doing? I can't get the girl. And then, like, by the end of the movie, he's like, no, I can do this. I can stop this enemy he believes in himself it's great it's a it does it give me the tingles no it doesn't give me the tingles it's it's the same story that you see in a lot of stuff but it's still fun like i still have a lot of fun with this movie uh it's also narrated by ian mcshane and i love his voice like ian mcshane is great uh he's odin and american gods tv show he's uh john uh have you seen john wick no Oh my god, he's in John Wick 2. Um, he's in John Wick 1 and 2 and 3. So <laughs> He's in John Wick. He plays yeah. John Wick uh, he, on no, he's the back the, uh, of he... Keanu Reeves' head. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's Lord Voldemorting it. No, he's um, he's the the hotel. It's not the hotel, but he's a... He's basically where people go to for contracts, and his hotel is the safe space for hitmen. Oh, okay. Um he's a wonderful actor he's also blackbeard i'm gonna have to research that hmm. i think he's blackbeard in the one of the pirates films oh okay i do yes. yeah on on stranger okay. tides he plays Blackbeard. i know who you're talking yeah. about then was he in that yeah, death race sh- movie as well uh let's see i guess i can just control find death race yes he is in death race also, uh, um, it's a show. It's a TV show, Western. And mm. uh, I'm not going to remember. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, secret review of a... this actor. <clears throat> Deadwood. Deadwood. Yep, that's it. Yep. Okay, I know who you're yes, talking about. Yes, he is in Deadwood. Yep. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's good voiced over. Um, I guess to just like wrap on the closing statement here, like uh, it has some really goofy moments, and like you know, again, I'm not gonna say it's a great movie, but like I, I still give it two and a half, and I I do recommend it. Like if yeah. especially if you just kind of want to have like a silly fun film with the kids, like yeah, you know, I, I bet kids can enjoy this. It'd be fun. So one hundred percent, yeah. 
I mean, they have a kid who grows up into an adult. So, you know, I think they'll identify with that and maybe they'll learn about how life works just in the, in the <laughs> first 10 minutes of the film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give this movie a face. Uh, I had fun watching it. I have to say, yeah. the one thing that I am upset about this movie is that it didn't do better because I think it's underrated. Uh, it's, you know, like you said, it's not a great spectacular movie, but I no. put it up there with national treasure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's equally fun with, yeah. with national treasure. So where the it definitely beats national treasure too. Is Sorcerer's Apprentice too? No, 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 no. We, we're good with just one. Don't, don't give, don't give Jerry Bruckheimer and Disney more ideas. Come on. <laughs> I want to see it. You know what I actually want to see? I want to see them do some period of time in that millennia where Horvath and, uh, Bal- Balthazar, uh, you know, they mm-hmm. were existing and doing different just things. Just fighting each other. Yeah. Like they Pretty have fun. that montage where Balthazar goes around meeting different potential sorcerers but yeah i want to know and, what's uh, going I guess on another thing. right i guess another thing to to uh demerit is that the right word to, sure. to count against this film is that there literally is just kind of like one female you know yeah, star i mean very much in the third act in the third act you get monica bellucci as the morgana lefay uh um veronica duo oh also alice something i forget uh plays yeah but i don't even yeah alice Alice creed Creed. i don't remember if she had any lines i don't think so like it's not uh she might have in the like the first five minutes but like yeah but you know it it's and then the, the again the big the big female character they had is Becky and she's just the romantic interest. So I mean she does some things in the third right. act. She definitely helps out. But yeah, it's just that that's one thing. If they were to do a second one, which I don't recommend, but you know it'd be fine. Right? Maybe uh, yeah. Give uh, it, Becky some more agency if she's going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Becky more agency, Veronica more agency. Like do do some more with the the female characters because this definitely is just a you know male teacher male student yeah. kind of. 100% coming of age thing but yeah that's the sorcerer's apprentice is it uh it feels quick but it, it hasn't been quick it's just been 40 minutes <laughs> yeah uh, which means there was stuff to talk about i guess uh, uh maybe i don't know i kind of felt a little absent and i apologize if you noticed that couch potatoes because i don't i don't want to be away from you i want to be there for you i want to hold your hand through bad <laughs> movies and good <laughs> I think or, was, uh, we got i think we have one more episode of the nick cage playlist that's next right week. Uh, that's right so so stay tuned for that and then uh we'll be coming back at you of course later on this thursday uh mm-hmm. but while you're waiting for thursday to come around why don't you just head on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless check out our tiers try to uh, look look into how you can help support us you know even if you just if you don't want to give us money you know just commenting or subscribing to our youtube or wherever you get the podcast these days uh you know just just any kind of feedback helps you know we're always yeah, looking 100%. for uh, yeah like we got yeah. we got a uh an email now uh green and faceless fans at gmail.com i think that's what it is yeah. 
Uh, if it's not, is it green and faceless it's at fans? the end of the episode. It'll be at the end of the episode. I think green and faceless fans. A N D, which I, I think our our name is technically with an ampersand, but it felt weird to put an yeah, ampersand in it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We always love having you here, and uh, until next time, I am the Green Traveler from Woosh. and I am the Faceless Leon. Thank you so much for listening. Safe travels, and good night. That was a really long one. Uh, the pause, that is. Good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.